When you think of video games, isn't Louis Vuitton the first brand that comes to mind? Yeah, us either. But when you think of incredible art, the incomparable Frank Frazetta does come to mind. And wait until you see what his heirs have come up with. Some dude lost 16 crypto punks and a bunch of ETH to a scammer, and his name isn't Travis Wright. So it's a mishmash of stories, all from the NFT and digital collectible world. So jump into the mosh pit with us for our Nifty News episode number 80 of The Nifty Show. Looking into the future, what do we see? It's lined with digital collectibles, we call them NFTs. Games, trading cards, digital art, and those crypto kitties. Travis and Joel are the hosts you'll know. Travis and Joel say this won't blow. They're locked and loaded, so ready, set, go. It's the Nifty, really kind of spiffy. The Nifty Show. I'm feeling nifty, you're feeling nifty. Everybody's feeling nifty. The Nifty Show. That's going to be our new jingle. No, no, it's not. No, it's yeah. not. Okay. I like the one we got. The one we got's pretty good. I like our jingle. I'm, I'm good with the jingle. It jangles quite a bit. You know what's funny about our jangle jangles? Is that? That, is that? I don't want to know anything about your jingle jangles. <laughs> is that we did the bad crypto one? We did it and like there it was. And then it stayed the same for the whole four years. Mm-hmm. And then we basically done the Nifty Show. And that first one that we did for the Nifty Show is the same one that it's been the whole time. We've just yeah. redone the videos a little bit, but it's still yeah. the same. Yeah, it's probably time for the fourth generation of the the video as well for those who watch the visual version because we do a live show every thursday at 5 p.m eastern time at nifty.show forward slash youtube of course it also releases on the podcast that's travis Wright. i'm joel com this is the nifty show and i'm going to take a breath <gasps> welcome to the show we're glad you're thank here you. thank you for showing up yeah for me showing up or no, for them well, you, you know, no for them not you i mean i know you're going to be here you're going to course course Let's take a look at the uh, NFT market cap on CoinGecko.com. Clicking on the NFT tab on top menu, it is 2.27 p.m. uh, Tuesday, August 3rd in the year 2021. Damn, it's August already. This year, the last two years, crazy. The the NFT market cap is almost $18 billion, $2 billion traded over the last 24 hours. The usual suspects are in the house. Theta Network, Axie Infinity, Chili's, Engine Flow, Decentraland, Ecomi, Ultra, The Sandbox, and Alien Worlds all in the top 10. Uh, Wax there at number 12. At Travis, just before we started recording today, Wax had a killer sale that uh, you and I got to participate in. It it did, yeah. So Funko is part of Wax now, and they have just launched the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and they have this new queue system that's really nice. That thing works really, really well. And uh, it works so well that uh, I didn't get any because they sold out. <laughs> it's random. It kind of puts you in the end. But then Sir Lord Joel Kahn was nice enough to sell me some of the ones that he was able to get. So he's Cowabunga, dude. Yeah, he said, we got to have our pizza, man. So they're going to open up here shortly for people to actually open up the packs. But the, let's take a look. Well, how much business did they do? Let's do some maths here. They sold out uh, the entire set in what? Probably about five minutes, I want to say. Is- I think I looked at it and it, my the clock, I think it's like 13 minutes. But I think that's irrelevant by the fact that there were so many people trying to buy all at once. This is a instantaneous sellout. There was just because they have that queue in place now to let people uh, participate. I think it was um, a little different. It's it's a half a million dollar solid in retail packs they did there. Yeah, half a million solid, ten thousand at thirty bucks and mm-hmm. twenty thousand at ten bucks. Yeah, and the premium packs were were purchased for thirty bucks. Mm-hmm. And yep. now the lowest one that's available in the secondary market currently is $105.76. For a premium or for a standard? For the premium pack. For the standard pack, I don't know. I'm not looking at the standard packs. So the battle is on. Pack. I mean, there's a lot of people that are speculators that get in just because mm-hmm. they know the demand is going to be hot and they can flip them and make some quick cash. And mm-hmm. I, I get it. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing what's inside these. I'm glad we were able to get our hands on some of them at all. And mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm really excited when I see um, products on wax sell out so quickly. Yeah, because there's been a couple of them, I think that had done some sales that weren't necessarily as uh, cowabunga-ish. 
So you know nice the um, this one be Cowabunga-ish. A couple weeks ago, we had Rory um, Ruzba from R2 back on the show to talk about Monsters of Rap 2. And these cards are so cool. And I'm really I was amazed they didn't sell out. But what I really appreciate is they burned the remaining supply. So now those Monsters of Rap cards, like if you didn't get them, they're super scarce compared to the first edition. Mm. Yeah, these R2 collections are great. I mean, they do really they do really great work. I don't know if you guys saw it. Did we did we show the um, the hilarious ones that that we had of ourselves that they made of us? Yeah, we showed them on that uh, on that episode. Yeah, it was so funny. Yeah, These so Nifty Box members got uh, Kings got the golden Joel and Travis, and um, Stars got the the standard common Joel and Travis, and they're they're pretty hilarious. Because <laughs> I opened up quite a few packs. I was trying to get I, I got a couple legendaries. I was trying to get a mythic of some sort. I did not get any mythics, but I did snag. I snagged gold packs, some platinum packs, some diamond packs. I grabbed a few, but I got a, I got a stack of, of them. So it's interesting to see how many there are now. Of the gold packs, uh, there is only thirteen hundred of them, or almost fourteen hundred of them, and seven hundred and twenty some odd of them have been burned. So I have been burned, and then they ended up burning the other eleven hundred that didn't sell of those gold packs. So I, I got a bunch of those. The cool Keith ones. How many are the cool Keith ones? A uh, total of 571 Cool Keith ones, and 278 of them have been opened up. The Diamond Packs, there was a grand total of 1,500 of those that were going to be, but they did not all sell out. So there's only 617 of those, and 350 of those are already opened up. So those packs are already pretty much open. It's interesting to see. Oh, yeah, check that out. The Platinum Packs, super rare. There's only 407 of them, but we're going to be 1,700. But uh, there's only 407 of those, and I have 20. Hmm. It's crazy. Monsters. Of Rap. I got a bunch of other other early monsters of raps too. The first, the first packs, the gold packs. I got 63 packs of those still. Those are going for 45 bucks a pop right now, which is crazy. Those are awesome cards. I love those cards. So whenever they come out, I'm like, I always grab a stash of them because I like them. So the big news this week. There's actually several big news stories one of them and i spotted this before the auction happened is coca-cola released its first nft for charity it's a friendship box it's this uh, cool animated nft of a vintage coke machine that has the glass bottles in it and it kind of spins around and then you see the hands on the side of somebody handing somebody a coke and they did it mm -hmm. for charity and apparently it went for a thousand ETH. Is that right? <laughs> well, it said that was the four floor price. Last time I saw it, it was there was a, a bid for fifty ETH. Yeah. And so it, it's really confusing to see what happened. And then it says floor of it was for one thousand, but then it also says two hundred and seventeen ETH. So yeah, two hundred seventeen ETH. Yeah, that's what it was. It was two hundred seventeen ETH is what it sold for. Um, so the when they say the floor. It's probably that um, somebody put that out there, you know, is as, as I, I saying they would sell it for a thousand. Uh, but mm. it, it's a cool looking thing. And uh, there's some fun stuff spinning around inside of it. Here's my problem. You ready for my problem? Yeah, I want to hear your problem. I'm going to tell you my problem. My Coke problem is that it's one NFT. Coke has millions of fans all over the world. Millions right, of right, right. millions, millions of fans. And guess what? One rich person gets to own this cool NFT and nobody else gets it. Yeah. You know, what's so stupid about it is it's the friendship one, but only one person can have it. So you can't have a friend have one, too. <laughs> only one. It's like now, a friend. It's like a friend. You got to be your own best friend. Basically, he's handing a Coke to himself because only one person can have it. And also what I hate about it. Is there's already some, uh, I don't know if this, we added this out or not, but there's some asshole who's got Coca-Cola NFT as the official handle with the Coca-Cola logo trying to sell this exact same thing uh, that is not for sale. And it's the same one, but it's not official. Like OpenSea needs to get good at, at is getting out those scammers. They oh, can't the be having scammers in there. The, the NFT world is full of assholes. Well, the world is full of assholes. But you, listen, if you're an asshole, you might not know it, but if you're copying somebody else's work and trying to sell it off as an original, you're a huge asshole. 
You mm-hmm. stink. You just mm-hmm. you reek and you should be ashamed of yourself. And karma will get you like, you know, you might be able to scam some people and get something out of it. But what goes around does come around. And uh, I wouldn't want to be on your side of the equation when it does come around. Yeah. That, yeah, that's what I'm going to say. I just I don't understand these big brands creating. Oh, it's for charity. You know what? Yeah. You could raise just as much for charity and sell a thousand NFTs and, and delight a lot more of your customers. 217 ETH times what? Well, ETH about 2,400 bucks right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. $520,000. You mean to tell me that Coca-Cola couldn't have done a much better thing? They could have done. We just talked about it. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles just did $500,000 and they did multiple packs. Mm-hmm. They sold 10,000 of this pack at 30, 30 bucks and they sold 10,000 or 15, 20,000 at this pack at 10, 10 bucks. They just made $500,000 and they delighted a whole bunch of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fans at 20 and $30 at mm-hmm. a pop. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, so think about this, like Coca-Cola, like, um, they could have totally have done that whole campaign where it's like, hey, grab a Coke with Joel, grab a Coke with Travis, grab a Coke with Aaron, grab a Coke with Cassandra. Like, and they could have made all of those NFTs and they still can because they're Coca-Cola, right? They wrote us. They their publicist wrote us to tell us about the story. That's how I discovered it. And I wrote him, I wrote her back and I said, beautiful NFT, but what is Coke thinking? Next time contact us for strategy. Because right. We would have said, no, don't do that. You could easily raise that much to light a lot more fans. And if you're going to do the friendship box, you're right, Travis. I think what should happen is they should have sold NFTs. And when you buy one, you get to put in a friend's wallet and send and gift one to another wallet. Yeah, it's a freaking friendship thing. Give like a Coke and a smile. Sense. Have a Coke and a smile. They're all about, hey, give your friend a Coke. Give a share a Coke. Here, no, here's one NFT. Keep it for yourself, but we're going to call it the friendship box that you don't get to give it to your friend. Like, what the hell? Are you serious? Like, I, it's weird. What a, what a rant. I It's it's very deserving. And if you guys disagree, you know, or agree, let us know. Write us at the nifty box at gmail.com. Let us know what uh, what you think about this. Here's is another the nifty one. Box at Gmail or is it the nifty show? I'm sorry, the nifty show. If you write yeah. the nifty box at Gmail, nothing will happen. It'll bounce back to you. <laughs> I don't think we checked that one. But if you write the nifty show at gmail.com, then amazing things will happen. And we'll see it. We can't respond to everything. You should see the email boxes for Bad Crypto and Nifty Show. Are, they always have email in there, and it's hard to keep up with everything. So we do read everything. We just can't. I don't have the time to answer everybody. So please forgive me for that. So the, the big uh, sale of the week, the one that was most talked about and had the most challenging issues, I think, was the Stoner Cats NFTs. And we mm-hmm. talked about this in last week's news that it was coming. Um, they uh, they went to do the sale and it failed like so many of these Ethereum launches do. I've watched this happen so many times now where they go and they're, all right, we're going live. And then, oh, it doesn't connect to MetaMask. The contract doesn't work. People can't buy. It's like developers out there don't understand this thing called TestNet. Mm-hmm. TestNet. T-E-S-T-N-E-T. You test all your shit so that it's ready to go. Like Wax has had some issues with sales, but for the most part, launches go smooth, especially now. You know, the very beginning was challenging. Ethereum has been around for years. MetaMask has been around for years. This is not new. I saw it happen again today. Guy was getting ready to launch some NFTs and the damn thing failed. So Stoner Cats was put off by a day. And then when it went live, despite its technical difference, uh, difficulties, they said this article on the block called them catastrophes. They brought in over eight million dollars in uh, in sales for these NFTs and gas fees were ludicrous. Yeah, they hurt my gas fee fees, really. And there's actually a cat called Fifi, a cat called Baxter. There's Lord Katzington, which is very rare. If you got a Lord that's Vitalik, Katzington. that's Vitalik. Is it? Yeah. Nice. So there's that one that's uh, <laughs> that's got to be worth a ton. There's Mrs. Stoner as well, which is based off of Jane Fonda. And if you got one of those, those are those are going for ridiculous amounts. So there's five regular cats, Fifi, Baxter, Reginald, Dave, and Hamilton. And those five cats right there are going to be part of this TV show, right? Mm-hmm. Along with Mrs. Stoner. I don't know what Lord's Katzington is going to do, but 
you know, one thing that, that you and I both screwed up on is that we didn't set the gas higher. And so our transactions were just sitting there forever and uh, ended up not, I had to get one on a secondary market, but there was some Yahoo assholes, right? We we're talking about assholes a minute ago. Some asshole figured out how to, how to, to, to tap directly into the smart contract and minted over 600 of them for himself. Now, I don't I don't think that's an asshole. I think that that's just a smart dude. Right. right. If you figured out how to it's it's all legitimate. You don't well, have I'm to not a interface. smart dude. And so he's an asshole. He's an asshole. So I don't know how to do that. <laughs> the uh, the floor price on the stoner cats is now point five four ETH. Um, I did the same thing you did because uh, they were point three five on sale when they went on sale, which is a lot for an NFT. And I understand they're building a whole cartoon and animated series around this and that costs money. So I get it. I get why they were that much. Uh, but if you added gas to it, it would have cost you more than half an ETH. So I waited till the market died down and I bought two at half an ETH each and um, didn't pay the ridiculous gas fees. So, you know, I got I got my stoner cats. I mean, they're not the, the coolest cats out there, but they're mine. And, uh, and I'm not selling them and I want to see the show. I got a really cool one. I got one that uh, has crypto. He's got a book called crypto for cats. Nice. And so I was like, that's exactly the one. And that was the lowest priced one at the time. And then what I've noticed is that that one with the crypto cap, the, the, that book is uh, it's going for way higher. Like that one right there that you can't get one of those ones with a crypto book for, I think, less than 0.8 or 0.9 ETH. Let's see, they raised 3647 ETH uh, in less than 40 minutes. It's got Ashton Kutcher, Jane Fonda, Chris Rock, and Vitalik uh, voices, some of it as well. And um, if you, I guess this is going to unlock access to all episodes of the TV show. I, I, you know, what does that mean? Does that mean people who don't have the NFT won't be able to watch? Is that why? Does that mean only 10,000 people or, or only the holders will get to watch? Because it says there's 3,300 owners on OpenSea. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe what probably what they would do is that maybe the ones who hold the NFTs are able to open, watch them first or something. You know what I mean? How would they even do that? Or are they going to do this like DCRM technology or like back in the day or DRM or whatever it was where they, they have them locked? And uh, but here's the thing. If it's like on. If it's on uh, IPFS, then you can just find the hash and go watch it. You, it's not locked, so it's on Ethereum unless there's a tech, some well, technology. I don't know. I don't know that the cartoon's going to be on IPFS, right? Mm -hmm. The having the NFT could unlock it. But here's what they should do, and here's what I would investigate if it was me. What if they charged, you know, the rest of the world? to watch episodes, you know, a dollar an episode or $5 an episode and everybody holding the NFTs got to split the revenue proportionally to the number of episode NFTs you have. Now mm -hmm. you've got, you know, you're, it's like staking. You've got an investment in it by owning the NFT and you earn revenue. Dude, that's solid, man. I stoner cats should have done something like that because here's the deal. Make people pay a couple bucks to watch an episode. And then they want to watch it because, I mean, think about it. Stoner cats. There's be all kinds of people out there who want to watch an episode. People will pay 99 cents all day long on iTunes for a song, right? Mm -hmm. Or some little app or some little thing, right? So charge them 99 cents and then divide that amongst the people who spent $1,000 to get an NFT. Yeah, you like get buying point, point oh one cents for your one NFT. <laughs> or maybe you earn stoner tokens. Stokens. Mm-hmm. The Stoken Tokens, bro. <laughs> For sure. Anyway, congratulations to uh, Stoner Cats on uh, on that. Not congratulations. The guy who created the NFT game Hedgie got scammed. Um, you know, and th this is a dude who should know better, but he tweeted, I lost my punks in a bunch of ETH. I was lying in bed yesterday evening. Mind was very foggy, casually browsing, saw a bot in Discord and clicked the like the click the link. It looked like crypto punks and had a pop up that looked like MetaMask. And it said that his security had been compromised and requested that his seed phrase be put in to restore access. And so he typed his seed <laughs> phrase in. Oh, I mean, like I see these the crypto punks bot. You know, I get those on Discord all the time, and I just automatically close that stuff. And so he basically um, gave away 16 CryptoPunks 
and his ETH. Mm. And he said he had already sold five of his crypto punks and made $385,000 and now they're gone. So maybe this is a true story. It sucks if it is true or it's a tax strategy. <laughs> He's like, I had some, I got hacked. I, I don't know what happened. Like, I, well, I guess, I, I guess you got some losses there. Write those off, brother. Be careful, gang. Never, never, never give anybody your keys. Um, is there ever a time to give somebody your keys, Travis? Go ahead and email your keys at the nifty show. <laughs> well, no wonder OpenSea is killing it, uh, you know, between stoner cats and all the other generative projects and crypto punks and people stealing stuff. Get this. I saw Devin Finzer tweeted this on August 1st in 2020. OpenSea did about twenty one million dollars in total transaction volume. OK, in all of 2020. 21 million dollars in the last two days we did 95 million <laughs> in two days more than four to almost five times what they did in all of 2020 and you know what we're just getting started we're just wonder, we're just getting started yeah. here yeah we are just getting started and um we're it's episode 80 so we've been started but uh, it is curious. I'd love to actually go in and take a look at that data to see, like, what's driving that? Like, which one of those uh, as I know, was it? Was it the crypto cats, the stoner cats, it's stoner cats? It's crypto punks. It's mm -hmm. hash masks. It's um, Gary V's stuff. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. there, and there's a bunch of new ones, like right after stoner cats, that same night, there was another one that came out it was these these robots and i can't remember the name of them right now all i know is that when i went to buy one gas fees cost more than the uh the item itself i'm like screw this i'm i'm just i'm not doing this and so i didn't they sold out and they don't care that i didn't buy any so if you look at the history um, open C has really opened up the lead in front of super rare and rareable um, Rarible did 24 million in volume last year, but now OpenSea has 150 times the volume of Rarible. And here's the thing: none these interfaces are not great. They're you know they're a little clunky. It's hard to find stuff, and that's because Ethereum isn't that great. For, I mean, think about like on Wax, on Atomic Hub, or Nefty Blocks, accessing stuff. It doesn't take forever to load stuff comes up. You want to make a purchase. You want to sort by mint or you want to sort by price. Boom, it's done. And there's no gas fees. And yet um, Ethereum is is winning the day. You know, I, I, Gary V said something about this on Twitter. He's like, well, looks like Ethereum is winning. And I'm like, of course they are. They were here first and they are the McDonald's of NFTs. They showed up everywhere. They got their first mover advantage. And most people don't know any better. Well, to be fair, uh, you know, the 721 token was created on Ethereum. The NFT was created on Ethereum. Mm -hmm. And so it did have a you know nice head start. I'm actually looking at rarity.tools, which we love, big fans of. Volume all time, Joel. The number one, as we know, is CryptoPunks. It sold 200 and $58,000 worth of ETH on the secondary market. And in the last week alone, 52,000 ETH. That's that crazy. Board Ape, uh, the Board Ape Yacht Club, they have sold a total. You know, CryptoPunk sold more in the last seven days than, than Board Ape Yacht Club has done in volume all time at 48,000 ETH. Hashmarks, 31,000 ETH. MeBits, 30,000 ETH. Axie Origins has done 14,000 ETH. Board Ape Kennel Club, 13,000 ETH. V Friends has done 9,339 ETH. Joel, that's number seven on the list. Cool Cats NFT, which just came out recently as well, uh, 7,100 ETH. The Wicked Craniums, which I've never heard of. I'm going to go check them out. Uh, 5,500 ETH. The Gutter Cat Gang, 5,000 ETH. And then in number 14 is Stoner Cats. They've done 3,509 uh, ETH. And they've done that in the last seven days. And so they're number 14 overall. So it's interesting to take a look at these. And you said something. Did you say the Doge Pound? Is that one you said? Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of others that, you know, are succeeding in terms of being above floor price. Doge Pound is one of them. There's the mm -hmm. crazy lizard something or other squad. 
there's so many of these are coming out. And if you look at rarity.tools, you'll see these are all the ETH based ones, right? So I think, you know, for our show notes, typically we uh, we have upcoming releases um, just for wax stuff, but I'm going to start including a link to rarity tools in the show notes to the upcoming page. So you guys can see uh, what's coming next from uh, the ETH sector as well. Mm. Yeah, I like the I like the idea of the the bull the bull lever island. I like the idea of having generative bulls. That's pretty cool. So there's bull. bulls that are coming out in a couple of days on this on the fifth. We'll cover some more of these in the generative section um, because I've got a couple I want to point out in particular. Let's uh, let's move on, shall we, good sir? Let's talk about the spider tank project. This is interesting. It's being developed by game media for Gala Games, and we are advisors with Gala Games. But this is a strategy game, and everything that Gala is doing, they're hitting a bunch of different um, uh, genres, right? They've got Town Star, which is kind of like their town simulator, they've got Mirandus which is, um, you know, an RPG. Then they've got the Spider Tank Project, which is a MOBA multiplayer online battle arena in which players do battle in arachnid-like heavy armored all-terrain battle bots or spider tanks, as they're calling them. And this game and all the others that we're going to see in the gaming space, everything that you play with can be an NFT, whether it's your tank, the land that it's on, the you know th- items that you use to dress up your character uh, there's everything's going to get nft fied and you're going to be able to trade all of this stuff upgrade enhance it sell it hodl it play with it all play to earn all play to earn gala games you know the um one of the co-founders eric uh was it Sharmire? Uh, he was with zynga right mm-hmm. so these people are and then like, the other guy was at ea sports or something right so get in the game yeah, so there, there's some really smart folks over there at Gala, and uh, you know when we were chatting with them in, and and uh, just having some conversations, I was like, man, these guys, these guys are really smart. They're doing some really interesting stuff, and I think we even mentioned it during the show is that it might not be a bad idea to snag yourself some Gala uh, tokens, and uh, they're still relatively inexpensive at less than two cents a token. Not financial advice, but yeah. Uh, I think that's just a great project. I, I can just see that right there being 50 cents someday or more. Who knows? But not financial advice, but it could it could happen. It could not happen. One thing we do know that has happened is Splinterlands has released SPS staking platform. They've released their token last week. That token at the private sale was at 0.018, 1.8 cents a pop. And then once it hit the market, the lowest that it's been was around 20-something cents. And then it went all the way up to like a dollar forty. Now it's sitting back at like twenty five cents or something like that. But this SPS token and what they're doing at Splinterlands is unbelievable. I posted a link in our and, and I'll put this in the show notes of what uh, Splinterlands has done since they've launched, and they have absolutely exploded. They have exploded, and over every single potential measurable thing. Uh, since they've done this, they so they, they've just blown up. They uh, at the beginning of the month they were going, they were getting about 500 registrations a month in July, and then near the end of the month they're getting 5,000 reg- registrations every day for 10x. <laughs> Took them three years to get their first 100,000 users, and then in the and in the last six weeks they doubled that to over 200,000. See, right? I think Axie Infinity has somewhere around 600,000 users. And their token is at like 40 bucks right now. Um, their supply, I think, is one sixth approximately of the Splinterlands full supply. So if you do some math on this and look at the trajectory, I'm like, damn, right now, a Splinterlands, an SPS is worth is a quarter. And they're just getting started. P- staking opened up. I'm watching my staking happen right now in real time. Uh, it, right now, I've got 35.323 SPS. Re- nope, 35.365 ready to claim. Nope, 35.386. I'm just watching it go. Like right now, it's bringing in like one SPS. I don't know, uh, every other minute or so, I guess, at this rate. Oh, yeah, it- it's trucking. I have 412 to claim. I'm staking now 53,000 of these tokens. 
And uh, as I finally, and then everything that I'm, everything that comes in, like I'm claiming it and then I'm claiming it. Right. And because, because basically the way they have it set up, it's, it's totally unlike anything that I've ever seen, like based on activities that you have on, on hive, they give you some points based on some stuff that you have on Binance. They'll give you some points based on stuff you have on wax or Ethereum or steam or Tron. So they've connected six different blockchains. I just claimed some from my, from the in game, which is hive, right? Because I have X amount of card packs. I have X amount of dark energy crystals in my collection power and then land plots that I have over on wax. So I'm claiming that. So I just claimed those right there. And then I just take those and then I'm going to go ahead, take those and stake those bros. And check this out. You're earning by having packs in cards, which, by the way, the packs are sold out. So the booster packs, the untamed booster packs, um, of which there are still, I would say, less than 10 percent that are unopened out of the one point five million packs were purchased for two bucks. They're selling for 19 now. And if you were smart enough to pick up on land during their land sale, uh, I think it was $15 for a plot of land. Those are now about 180. And if you have a land tract, which is 100 plots, you can't get one for under $20,000. Those were $1,500 during the sale. And mm-hmm. all of those are earning people um, actual SPS just by having them in their account. I mean, I got to hand it to Agroad and the guys there at Splinterlands. They put together that they did the long game on this and this is still early in and play to earn um gaming on blockchain it's it's unbelievable to watch this thing and and actually the game the game's pretty fun like these cards you basically you make yourself a deck and then you play cards and there's all these different bonuses and things you can do and things you can earn each day by playing i'm curious to see how many total games have been uh, have been set up so far. I mean, I mean, have been played because if they've grown, you don't just you don't just double in six weeks after taking three years to get to a hundred thousand, and then doubling in six weeks. Like, what is it going to be? Another six weeks? They're going to double again? There'll be a four? There'll be four hundred thousand fans or whatever? Like, this is insane growth right here, and it's a really early entry time. So, if you like NFTs, which you do, you're listening to the show, and you're not checking out what Splinterlands is doing. You probably at least ought to go to splinterlands.com and just check out and see what it is they're doing over there because they are cooking up something special, as The Rock would say. Figure out what The Rock is cooking. Here's something I discovered just today. Trev, do you know who Frank Frazetta is? I've heard I've heard of that name. He's like a famous artist or something, right? Yeah, so remember the, the magazine Heavy Metal? Right? Yes, yes, yes. He did those baller covers and one of the, you know, he died about 10 years ago or so, I mm. think. But one of the characters he's he created was called the Death Dealer. And now his heirs, I think his I think his daughters did a deal with Vulcan verse. Like, this has got to be one of the biggest undiscovered secrets in blockchain gaming, right? You know, we talk about Mirandus, we talk about Animoca, we talk about Splinterlands, all top tier stuff. I think out of all of them, this is the, the least known and perhaps in terms of visuals and what they're doing, the damn coolest. If you haven't seen now, we are we're advisors with them as well. And by the way, it's no coincidence that we're working with all of these projects that are on top of their game. You know, gaming is my background. I got into building my first website in 1995 because of computer games. So when I see this stuff and, and get an opportunity to talk to them, I'm like, Hey, we can, we can help you with what you're doing because we know how to position and talk about this stuff. Well, Frank Fazetta's death dealer, there's going is coming to Vulcanverse and you buy tickets. They're doing they're doing a raffle to get a one of one playable NFT of this death dealer card. Um, and it ends in a few days on Thursday's Nifty show. We're going to show you the the video that goes with us that you can see now on the web page for Zeta.Vulcanverse.com. But Travis, did you look at this video on this page? Yes, yeah, I saw the video. And I'm looking at the tickets. So it's like you get a common, you can get one ticket for 20 bucks. Rare, you get three tickets for 50 bucks. Mythic, seven for 100. Epic, 20 for 250. And then legendary, 50 tickets for 500 bucks. Like, is this an NFT that you're getting in the game as well? Like, if you're buying these tickets, are you getting something as well? Or are you just getting lottery tickets to win this Frank thing? 
Uh, you know, I think there's other, it says here on the main page that there's over 500 prizes to be won here. So there's going to be a lot of a Vulcanverse land. There's going to be a, an underworld of Hades trap jaw Vulcanite NFT. Um, and then they've got like 3D hologram NFTs. So uh, and then there's cards. If you scroll down the site, you can see all of them. And I'm, I'm going to have to go buy some tickets. Um, by the way, the link to this and all of the stories are in today's show notes at nifty.show forward slash 80. So much happening in the gaming world, Sir Lord Travis. So much happening. That is for sure. And it's fun. It's, 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 it's like a, a new week is always new things going on. Now, I'm going to bump back a little bit because I think we missed we missed a couple of things that we were going to talk about in the innovation section. Bump it, but bump, bump it. it Come on bump now and uh, bump it. Yeah, Fortune has released their NFT 50, their Nifty 50. Oh. Folks, you want to check that list out. Um, we were actually on a list when we were in the top 10 and we're not in the top 50 in this one. So this looks like mostly ETH people that are that are doing stuff. I don't see, I mean, because for one, William Quigley should be on this list. There's no doubt that William Quigley should be on this list, and he's not. And so first and foremost, he should be on it. He's the one that's really started kicking ass uh, when it comes to NFTs, and he's not on the list. So that's just, it's, to me, it's an illiterate. It, Jay-Z's number six, really. Um, Paris Hilton, number seven, really. Uh, Blau, number eight. He should be up higher than both of those. Mark Cuban, number four. You know, Grimes, yes, Gary V. So there's just, it's like, here's successful people who are talking about NFTs. Let's put them on the list. This is not actually the real list of who's influential. The number one people, yeah, definitely. Number three is is Roham, uh, who's the CEO of, uh, of uh, you know, NBA Top Shot and Dapper Labs. Yeah. Number two, CryptoPunks. That's not even a, that's not even a person, uh, but it is a pretty cool collection. So Anyways, uh, influential builders, creatives, and influencers on the scene. CryptoPunks is not a person. but uh, So I, I'm kind of ranting about this because I don't think that this list is comprehensive. Well, they, usually think- these lists aren't, yeah. right? Usually lists like this are just, they're, they're clickbaity. I mean, we've been on lists. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, what, yeah. what are we doing here? Are we really, you know, I get on lists all the time. There's a thing on Twitter that um, I get notified all the time that there's what's it called here? Let me see if I can find it, that they rank me as being influential. And I look at the where I am on the list and then I look at the people below me. I'm like, no, nope, this person's more influential than me. This person's more influential than me. This per- mm-hmm. like it's just and these BS. people aren't even on the list. Right. Like, yeah, like Marguerite, uh, she is amazing. She's not number 30. She should be way higher than that. Duncan and, and Griffin Cockfoster, they should be higher than number 29. They put a lot of celebrities in here, which probably didn't need to belong on here. They maybe as an honorable mention, but um, yeah, a lot of NFTs are growing, folks. This is a pretty fun space, and people are uh, <laughs> they got everybody has an opinion. Yeah, it is. Uh, I just heard from our friends at Dan at Immersus. They're the guys that created the Immersus.io, the virtual world for your wax NFTs, and he said, "Hey, do you want people to be able to have bro punks?" in Immersus. I said, hell yeah. And he said, well, what we're going to do for that property and all the other ones that are in Immersus is if you own an NFT and you want to bring your custom NFT in for one of these properties, you can basically pay 40 wax and then they're able, they import it into the game for you. I think that this goes live in a few days, links to it in the show notes as well, but people will be able to bring their bro punks into Immersus and drop them and show them off and check out my bro punk, something like that. I'm a bro, I'm a bro, she's a bro, we're all bro punks. <laughs> Remember at the beginning of the show, I mentioned Louis Vitton? Yeah, yeah, Louis Vitton. Yes, Louis Vuitton. So luxury French fashion band Louis Vuitton will be launching a mobile game titled Louis. The game, which is due to be released on iOS and Android devices August 4th, is part of the brand celebration to mark the 200th anniversary of its founders. It will feature its mascot, Vivienne, and players will embed on an adventurous journey through the brand's history. And I guess it's an NFT embedded video game is is part of the deal here with the nfts i don't know i kind of feel like weird mismatch i could be wrong well you know 
your avatars and all these metaverses, you need to have Louis Vuitton clothing. We need some fucking Gucci up in here too. And any of those other fanciest brands, because you cannot be walking around in these metaverses, Joel, without being walking around in some Gucci or some Louis Vuitton. It's just not right, lovey. Shouldn't do that. Also in the entertainment realm from a variety magazine, Dolphin Entertainment and FTX are launching an NFT marketplace for sports and entertainment brands. I'm not sure which sports or entertainments are going to be on there, but they're just launching this thing. By the way, um, not necessarily uh, NFT related, but did you notice that um, Blockfolio is now called FTX? I did notice that. Yeah, you had to update the app. Yeah. FTX is one of the largest exchanges in the world, folks, behind Binance. You just can't really use it in America too much, which is so weird while they're advertising so much in America. Mm-hmm. Like I saw the Major League Baseball umpires had an FTS pat, FTX patch the other day. FTX also has purchased naming rights for the Miami Heat Stadium, and now they own Blockfolio. They're tearing right. it up over there. They're turning it up big time. So over the past two weeks, we've covered the story around Steve Jobs' job application. And the reason we covered it is because it was the first time the owner to the rights of something sold both the physical piece and the NFT version in an auction head to head against one another. And the sale is over. Um, and based on last week's, we you know had an idea that the physical version was going to win. It sold for almost 150 ETH, which is $343,000. That's the physical letter, as opposed to the NFT version, which sold for $27,460, which is about 12 ETH. So, you know, less than 10% of the price for the digital only version as opposed to the physical letter. Mm. Well, which would make sense. Like what's more valuable, having the physical print or having a digital copy of the physical print, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So I I think it's cool. There's only one of each and they did not go together, right? So in some Mm -hmm. cases it would seem like, hey, make them go together, but they do not. And um, yeah, 343,000. I don't know what they paid for it, but I thought, I think they thought they were going to get more than that. Right. See, I feel like they go together like Rama Lama Lama dingity dingy dong. Yeah. The, the, the one of one NFT should go with the, the physical print. You yeah. Like shoe wop, shoe wada wada yippity boom to boom. Yeah. So why did they, why did they mix it up? I don't know. Like Chang 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 to Chang to Bob. That's the way it should be. They'd go, they right. go together. Mm-hmm. I'm done milking that. I, I don't know. I, I really do feel that way, though, that um, putting them up against each other, because if I owned both of them, then I feel like I truly own the the whole piece. But as it is, there's two different you know accounts. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be the same person that bought both. I don't know. But yeah. let's assume that two different people own. I own Steve Jobs original job application. No, I own it. Well, you both own it. Maybe it's kind of like how they do in uh, in boxing, right? So then there's like the WBC heavyweight champion and the WTF champion, or whatever. They have like they have like three the IBF champion, and then like then there's a guy like Mike Tyson who whips everybody's ass, and then he takes them all, and now he's the unified champion. So maybe that's what needs to happen: is these two owners need to step in the octagon and be like, "I'm the real owner." No, I am. Like you're an old man. I'm beating your ass. All right, now it's mine. Here's my ETH address. Send it to me. Remember, um, we've talked about owning fractional shares of stock on bad crypto. And now two of Grimes first drop the War Nymph Collection, volume one, number one and three were sold for five point eight million dollars before. Well, now the owner of them is fractionalizing ownership of these nfts so that you can actually own a piece of the nft Hmm. i I think it's interesting it's kind of like you could look at it as an investment you can buy a 100th slice the the app that you can do this in is called otis have you heard of this uh i have not heard of otis but i was actually looking at some of the links on here there's this is a um it was this originally on Musically, but I'm reading like Musically is gone, but apparently Musically is back. 
musically is tiktok right yeah musically is tiktok but that was music musical.ly but this one is music alley but it's musicalley.com. here's the app otis invest in culture culture is a new asset uh i'm downloading this right now but you can buy and sell shares of collectibles sneakers and art so Otis. and have a portfolio you can have a piece of of a of a sneaker i want the lace you know mm. of did you get to display the whole thing like i mean oh here's my little sliver like like that's not cool so if i own a little piece of it can i show the whole piece because then that's a much that's a much cheaper way to you know become an owner of something like if i wanted to fractionalize ownership of my forever mamba one that i have you know <laughs> like you get a little piece of it but you can still display the whole thing. And uh, if so, cool. And actually, I think by the time this show is over, I will have a physical forever Mamba in my hands as my infinite objects is coming, uh, being delivered today. And we're going to actually be talking about, uh, we're going to have the CEO uh, coming up on an upcoming episode here talking about infinite objects. Yes, we will. So more fractionalizing coming, I suppose. So fractional. All right, so it looks to me like, oh, wait, here we go. We got another piece here in the music area. Music masterpiece Claire de Lune mm. was beamed into the space station in a first for NFTs. I guess, what is it, the first NFT to go to space or something? NFTs in space. Yeah, I guess. Beaming an NFT into space. But here's so. the deal. Claude Debussy, uh, it's his piano masterpiece. Has, uh, has gone to and from the space station uh, as an NFT, making it the first music, music NFT to reach orbit. And this piece was uh, published back in 1905. So think of that. This thing has some serious legs and some serious wings to be able to go all the way there. So performed by Hong Kong pianist uh, on July 19th, uh, Wing Chong Cam uh, pro- uh, produced it. And then on July 28th, they beamed it uh, from Houston's uh, space headquarters to the International Space Station. So there you go. So everybody wing chung tonight. Yeah, wing chong. <laughs> everybody wing chong tonight. I mean, do it. I, I think all all times are a good time to wing chong personally. So <laughs> let's move on to the generative or degenerative section. I mentioned there's a few. You know uh, what we like to do now is projects that we may have bought into and think are fun or cute or interesting or perhaps profitable uh, because in the generative space for most of these projects it's not enough anymore to just sell your pretty pictures even though they look really cool they you've got to come up with some other member benefits and uh, one of them that i encountered was called spookies and it's just because it's cartoony and fun i like cartoony ghosts it reminds me of casper spookies dot gallery i also like that they're not expensive there's you know a lot of these are charging 0.08 or 0.1 or if you're a stoner cat 0.35 eth they're only 0.03 eth and um and they're these they're the goat there's ghosts they're ghosty and they're they're kind of cute they're kind of fun um they're not just did you pick up some I picked up some. Yeah, I always if I, if I'm going to talk about them, then I always uh, pick up some for for myself. And, uh, you know, all of these, it seems to be that for the Ethereum community, especially discord, you know, for wax, it's been very telegram heavy. But on mm-hmm. Ethereum, discord is a place So they're doing airdrops, giveaways and I guess work, you know, they're making a DAO. So they're working with the community to go, OK, what else do you think we should be able to do with these? And I, I like that. I'm not sure how many they've sold today. Let me take a look here. I know there's 8,888 in the entire series of them. And it looks like to date they have minted about 1,600, 519 owners. Mm. A couple of them are golden. They're like, ooh, golden spookies. Nice. Yeah, now there's also no, another one called the Art Stars Art Dash Stars dot Club, which is uh, the you know add a hyphen in there, add a dot, eliminate a dot com. That, that's kind of a challenging URL, actually. It is. Um, uh, Ten thousand of these art stars on Ethereum, and um, 
I, I see. I have an art star. Here's what's here's what's interesting about it's these got a is that they're all holding a piece of art. But if you get um, something, if you get a really unique one, then what they're doing is it's grabbing an NFT from your wallet and putting it into the frame. Wow, that's pretty so cool. it's kind of meta, right? That it's, is meta. I'm using my mask to get it. That's that is pretty cool. Yeah, there's a, it's a they're a gang of crypto villains, Joel, and they are imprisoned by the crypto masters. And there are eleven, there are ten thousand crypto villains and one hundred and eleven masters that are controlling these villains. The jail is called the Art Stars Club, and they are locked in the crypto wallets. I guess if you get so there's there's a few of them. There's pictures of men and women. There's apes and trolls, and then they call the masters, which I guess are epic. But if you get an empty screen in your art star, then you can place any NFT from your wallet into it. That's super cool. That's super I wish they would have done that with the whole series, right? Why not just why not just let everybody customize every single one of them with one of their own NFTs? Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't. And so maybe there's another idea for somebody else to do. I don't know. I'm just saying. It could be their meta NFTs. Put your NFT in an NFT, and then it's a meta NFT. It's it's NFTception. Meta NFT. There you go. So, I, I want to talk about one that I liked. That I yeah, thought was fun. Go for it. That I purchased a few this this past week is the uh, the um, Icon Punks. Mm. So there's 366 of the Icon Punks, and I picked up uh, Mick Jagger. I picked up Patrick Mahomes. I got uh, I got the LeBron James. And uh, on most of them, there's only one. But you said you saw that there was three of the Rick Astley's because I guess they wanted to Rickroll a lot of people or something. Hey, he's never going to give you up no matter, you know, what you think. Mm -hmm. It's true. I did pick up a Rick Astley as well. I thought they were funny. I just love the idea of having, you know, cool icons. There's like George Washington. There's a lot of them on there that are that are priced really, really high. Uh, I thought they were fun, so I picked up a, a couple that I wanted. I, I'm like, oh yeah, dude, Patrick Mahomes. Oh, I got Bo Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. Like, heck yeah, that's fun. That's that's I'm representing Kansas City right there, baby. This is why you should buy what you like because with all of these projects coming out, there's only going to be a small percentage of them that actually hold value, right? And this way, if you just buy what you like, then you know you're going to like what you bought. And it doesn't mm-hmm. matter how much, you know, they're going to be worth, but the market is, is starting to flood. Now, again, there's still a crap ton of people that are going to be coming to NFTs, but you know, right now we're seeing a lot of action and um, there's no way all of these can hold the value that of what they're being sold at. Very true. It is. It is interesting to see that, that, um, you know, because sometimes, like I know, I, I normally I'll buy something, and then there's people giving me a deal on OpenSea, like, "Hey, here's an offer on your thing that you just paid way more for, but I will I will give you this much for it." Like, come on, get the hell out of here with that! Like, there's so many deals coming through, so many offers coming through on on the V friends. Like, there's, I, I, I'm just holding on to my V friends until I actually see what that first gift was. I want to see what that first gift is from the gift goat, and uh, it's been we ordered that we got those in May. It is now August and we're supposed to get six of them in a year. So what's he going to do? Send them all at once. I don't know about that, but you can now go to the website, connect your wallet and put your address in. So it's, it's gotten that far where um, he is. He has a really interesting challenge and we've talked about this before. He knows that he has this challenge before him that he can't over deliver over, over deliver on this first one. Right. Because if he does that, then he's setting the expectations for everything else he's going to send super high. But if he under delivers, then then what happens? I I don't know. I it's it's a it's a challenging uh, role that he's put himself in. Yeah, it's like he's going to be like Oprah and be like, and you get a car and you get a car. Yeah, he can't and you get a do Rolls that. Royce, and you get can't do that i don't know how that would even begin to work that just i think sounds... it all depends on i think it's like if ETH gets up to around ten thousand dollars then i bet the prices are going to be a lot nicer <laughs> right because then he could afford more uh you know a few months ago we had matt 
on the show. Matt was the creator of the damn tasty corn chips. Yeah, yeah, I love those. Those are delicious. Well, he uh, he's coming out with another series. And when he showed me what he was doing, he's like, dude, get out of my I was like, get out of my head, uh, because what he's doing is something that we've been talking about with blockchain heroes for a long time. And I don't know if that means we're not going to do it now. But so what he's doing is he's doing the zombie corn chips. And essentially, the idea is, is that all those corn chips that were burned his burn mechanisms on the wax blockchain are coming back as zombies. And now you buy weapon crates to, to fend them off. And there's a hilarious trailer. It launches packs drop on Tuesday, the 10th of August. And then breakout is Friday, the 13th of August. The video is hilarious. This dude is really clever and uh, nifty box members are going to get a complimentary corn chips weapon drop crate that features three weapons or ammo. Um, Those are going to come to you uh, probably August 10th when the crates drop. Dropping the crates, baby. Mm -hmm. Dropping the crates. Yeah. You know what? We have had that conversation because we did like, what was it? burn your least favorite characters or whatever, or burn that no, we did. We did a burn where you were like burning a hundred commons. And then we would, we saw which cards got burned the most and it was courage and, uh, and courage is the one that people like the least. And so we were talking courage. like, there, there needs to be a courage zombie coming back and like wreaking havoc on everyone. So that's funny. What is this cut? This is, this got into our show notes. I guess producer Aaron put it in from nftradar.org. Play with your cats. Cuddle Finance, C-U-D-L. Uh, 300 moon cats. And there's a moon cat lottery pet. And what are these? I get, do you stake these moon cats? These cuddle dudes? I do not know. It's powered by Very Nifty. Uh, it, the, the website is uh, you can go. They've launched cuddle.finance, C-U-D-L.finance. And uh, they are launching a lottery pet over there. So cuddle.finance forward slash lottery is where you can gain some more information. You're going to grow together with the community one moon cat during the course of the week. And every time you help feed the community moon cat, you get a raffle ticket. And then when the lottery ends, a winner will be decided and gets to own the community's pet. So many creative ways people are going about doing this. Uh, We encourage you to check out uh, rarity.tools and wax.guide for some of the, uh, the calendars that have items that are coming up. There's so many of these NFTs right now. And remember to check out wavesducks.com. Is it forward slash bad crypto? I think, is that the link to, uh, to, to get your eggs? Because there is a Travis duck and there is a Joel duck that we have on our purchase right now. And, um, in about 27 days, the community is going to vote and decide which one of those is going to go up for auction on the website. And they are one of ones. They are sterile. So you cannot breed them fixed. There's no more babies, uh, but um, they give off an exceptional amount of egg when you put them on the perch, put them on their their throne and they lay eggs. (laughs) (laughs) They are funny. They crack me up. They are good. These eggs crack me up. Uh, I will say that. And my duck is I like my duck. He's got a nice hat on. He's got KC hat on. He's got blue glasses. Uh, it would be fun if they could put me into the game to breed with other ones. I want to be a, I want to be a, a duck gigolo, you know, go out there and make lots of babies. A duckalo. Hey, baby, this is daddy. I'm, da- I'm, da- I'm the duck daddy. I don't know that we want you breeding with with anything. Really. Yeah, because it'd be cool. Because then, like, oh, they got a, they got a KC hat. Oh, they got somebody got a pair of blue glasses. Like this, it's a leftover mm-hmm. from Travis's DNA. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Well, I'm that's gonna gonna, my D, I'm gonna put my DNA as an NFT. How about how about I do that? <laughs> DNFT. <laughs> These nuts. Dem nuts. Thanks for listening, everybody. We're glad that you joined us. Don't forget to join us for the live show Thursday, five o'clock Eastern, nifty.show forward slash YouTube. And we'll catch you on the next episode when we talk more NFTs and digital collectibles. Until then, keep it nifty. Mm-hmm.